Hello there, my name's Norm. And my name's Ari. And I am a middle-aged dad. And I am a K-pop fan. And this is K-pop for old people. Mm-hmm. In which we talk about K-pop. Are you prepared to talk about K-pop? Yeah. Good, so am I. So, who are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Kepler. Kepler. Mm-hmm. That sounds very scientific. <laughs> but before we talk about Kepler, let's talk about you. Me? Or me. Let's talk about us. I guess. What's new? Um, well, recently we had a karaoke party where we sang some songs together. We sure did. Yeah. We sang Super Shy. We did sing Super Shy. I admittedly did not sing any of the Korean parts. Yeah. But I hadn't really noticed how few Korean parts there really are in that song. It's mostly English. Yeah. So I did okay. I feel like I did okay. How do you feel like I did? I think you did great. Thank you. I thought you did great too. We also, so you had a friend uh, come to the party and you guys were going to sing The Feels. The Feels by Twice. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that that was happening, I asked to join you, which is to say that I basically crashed your party. And uh, I was very happy that I got the chance to do so. Yeah. And I thought that worked out well. Yeah, it even gave me time to dance. Yeah, because uh, all due respect to your friend. I feel like I had a little better handle on the melody. Yeah. So I could hold down the melody while you uh, did the choreography, and I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. Me and my friend also sang uh, Pink Venom with, like, pretty much no experience whatsoever, so it was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, that's karaoke. It's all in fun. Yeah. So I hope you had a good time. I hope your friend had a good time. I had a good time. I had a good time. In other K-pop news, I have listened to some songs from uh, Espa. Mm-hmm. So I have thoughts that I'd like to share about that. So I listened to a handful of songs from Aspa. First one I listened to was Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. What do you think of when you hear Black Mamba? Like, not the song, but just like <laughs> those words. Do you have um, any associations with Black Mamba? No, not really, other than the song. Yeah. Were you aware that it was a snake? Yeah. Yeah, because there's a snake in the video, too. Yeah. But... That is, of course, the first thing that comes to mind. Um, so I guess the second thing that comes to mind is, for me, the uh, Kill Bill movies, because that's the code name of the main character in the Kill Bill movies, mm. which you haven't seen because they're exceptionally violent. <laughs> and I wouldn't be a good parent if I showed them to you at this point in time. Yeah. But they're really good movies. I enjoy them, and maybe uh, I would like to watch them with you and... 10 years or so. Uh, The future. The future. Part of those movies involve, I'm trying to be vague because, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but like many of those people have code names, which are deadly vipers. And I'm pretty sure they have almost nothing to do with the SZA song Kill Bill. I don't know that song, so I don't know. Probably not though. Anyway. That's what I had going into Black Mamba. Now, when I actually listened to Black Mamba, the first thing I noticed was this, and I guess most of the other Espa songs I listened to had a nice, like, they have some really nice, fat bass lines. Mm. Um, Like, and since, like, we talked about how their whole thing is kind of, like, technological. Tech wear, I guess. They kind of have a techno-y kind of feel, I guess. Yeah like a lot of electronic sounds going on in the song. So like I liked some of those sort of techno-y kind of bass lines and stuff. 
Yeah. So one thing that I noticed right off when listening to this song is that uh, they use some words that in the like in the captions on the video or on the lyrics on Spotify, they don't translate these words into English. And they also use the word ESPA, mm -hmm. which isn't a word that I'm aware of other than the name of this group. Yeah. Um, they use it like as a noun other than as a name. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious uh, to try to figure out what do those words mean? Why aren't they like translating them? And like, so I did a little bit of digging and it quickly became apparent to me that like, there's more going on with this group in terms of like a mythology or like, like a narrative outside <laughs> of the songs themselves. Like between that and the whole AI aspect of things. And like, it soon became apparent to me that maybe not only them, but other SM groups exist in some sort of a fictionalized S world. Like an SM entertainment universe. Yeah. Do you know more about this than me, probably? Um, not really. The only thing that I can really, that I know about, like, the Espa lore or something is that, mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure Black Mamba is the name of, like, their villain in the world. Okay. And that's, like, pretty much all I know. Yeah, they used the word, um, I wrote it down here, let's see if I can read my own writing. <laughs> Quangaya? Oh. Does that ring Quangya? a bell? Quangya? Something like something that? Something like that. From my memory, I think that that might be a place. Yeah, that's kind of what I saw too. But as soon as I started like getting to that point on the internet where I was like, there was an Espo wiki and I was like, I cannot go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. There's just, I don't have room in my brain for all of this information. So yeah. I slowly kind of backed away from there. But um, it makes sense. Like, I suppose it is cool if like, I could totally see getting into a group that has like, uh, you know, another narrative going on with it. Like, for example, like back in the day, um, like I'm a big fan of Nine Inch Nails, the band Nine Inch Nails and um, not literal nails that are nine inches. I'm not a fan of those at all. But um, <laughs> the band Nine Inch Nails released an album several years ago. Anyway, they had a whole alternate reality game aspect to like the marketing of that album and I got way into that I mean it was fun like because they were sort of making a world around the songs on the album so mm -hmm. like I can get how someone would get into that I just wasn't prepared to do that for for Aspa at this time and it seemed like it extended that into um, another one of the songs that I listened to which was uh, Savage yeah because the videos for both of those, so obviously they had a snake in the Black Mamba video because Black Mamba is a snake. Yeah. But that same snake shows up in the Savage video as mm -hmm. well. And there were also like, I think references to whatever that word was. And they also referred to a Navis. 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 Maybe? Yeah, you're probably pronouncing it correctly. I'm almost certainly not. Which I thought was, okay, here's another word that I have to figure out what that means because they keep talking about it. Uh, so I looked it up, and I guess that is the name in this lore of the like computer that 
enables their like digital versions to exist. Cause like I should back up, right? In both of these videos, there's points at which each member of the group of ESPA has a like digital avatar show up. Yeah. Which I mean, which is cool. Like for example, in the, the Savage video, they actually dance together mm -hmm. with their digital avatars, which was like, it was cool looking, right? Cause we have like these actual people doing this synchronized choreography and these digital doubles doing the same choreography at the same time. It looked cool. That said, I did find it a little curious that the digital avatars of them, how shall I say this, looked a little whitewashed. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, they seemed a lot more like blonde haired, blue eyed, not as Asian yeah. style looking. Yeah, that seems kind of K-pop-ish, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I get it, especially if you're trying to aim your target audience at like a Western listenership, you know, but, American, yeah. European kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I just thought I'd mention it. Also in that video for Savage, uh, they had an anime versions of themselves show up as yeah. well. Which I guess, again, if, if you're targeting your audience at like, for example, the Japanese market or the Eastern Asian thing, I suppose that might be a good way of going about it. Yeah, I just like Googled the Navis or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what I have seen from Google is Navis is an AI system that helps the <laughs> AES of ESPO. What? Yeah. I don't know what that means. What I interpreted, I saw, I think I saw the same thing. Cause like the, I think the AE, that is their like word for the avatar. I yeah. Believe of Espa appear in the real world, allowing them to be seen by the real Espa members. She was first revealed in the My Kama Karina teaser video. She was also featured in the group's Black Mamba promotional images. Yeah, so it's like, like I was saying, it sounds like it's an AI that mm -hmm. makes their avatars real or whatever. Yeah. So and I didn't think about this at all until I read that. And then as soon as I read that, it reminded me of, and this is an old person thing, Gem and the Holograms. Do you have any familiarity with Gem and the Holograms? I'm pretty sure I've seen a bit of their, like, comic type I things. I think so, too. Yeah. So, like, when you were littler and we would go to the library and you would take out comics from the library, I think you did get the more recent run of Gem and the Holograms yeah. comics, which I think is what introduced me to that run of comics. Now, I used to watch the original Gem and the Holograms cartoon show back in the 80s mm. and I guess like for those who aren't familiar in the 80s there was this cartoon Gem and the Holograms it was about a band a fictional band who in the story of the cartoon they were just like normal musicians but they had a special uh, computer I'm struggling to remember the name off the top of my head of the computer but it had like a specific name and Gem the leader of the group her real name was Jerica. She had these special earrings that she could use to have this computer project holograms, which then turned her into Jem, who was like a rock star. Hmm. So like there was weird parallels there of like using computers to make, you know, popular musicians. Yeah. 
I also just Googled what Kwanya was, which uh, it says Kwanya in parentheses wilderness is where the Espa's AIs live. So I was correct. It is a place. Yeah. Don't know where it is. So I liked the Gem and the Holograms cartoon when I was a kid in the 80s. Um, and then it went away and I assumed that was the end of it. But then later on in the 2000s-ish, like later 2010s era, they released this new comic book version of Gem and the Holograms, which is like kind of a reboot. Uh, and it was headed up by a artist that I was already a fan of from other comic work. And I apologize, I can't think of her name right now. She's a trans artist who reimagined the characters for Gem and the Holograms in a really cool, more interesting way than it was in the cartoon in the 80s because like, there was a lot more diversity in it of of race of body styles of sexual orientations and like just like took it to a more modern better place you know because of that diversity and um yeah so like i was a big fan of of the rebooted comics and uh, i recommend people check them out if they're into pop stars who also uh interface with computers in some kind of way <laughs> anyway getting back to espa that was a big tangent um one thing I will mention about the Savage video that I noticed also, it looked like there was a scene in which one of the members was like being duplicated many times. Oh. And they happened to be wearing, it looked like to me, a Pantera shirt. Are you familiar with Pantera? Not off the top of my head. Okay, Pantera's a metal band. Like, it was one of the, the big metal bands of the 90s. Mm. Which I just thought that was a curious t-shirt for them to be wearing. But... I guess the bigger question really that I should be asking is when we talked about Savage last week and you mentioned it as a song that I should be listening to, you said something along the lines of, if you know, you know. Yeah. And having now listened to the song and watched the video, I was expecting to see something that I would know. And I'm afraid that I just don't. And I acknowledge my limitations as an old person, but please, can you explain to me what I'm supposed to know? It's in the intro. Oh, it did have an interesting intro to the song. Mm -hmm. But say more. <laughs> well, I don't know how to say more because, like, it's kind of, I guess, a meme in the K-pop industry, I guess. Okay. The intro. Yeah, it's just, I can't remember if it was winter or not. Just her saying the, oh my gosh, part. It's just really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny. Like, I heard that and I was like, okay, that's that's a little goofy to me. But, like, I don't know how other people take it. Is it interpreted as being goofy? Do you think it's intentionally goofy? What do you, well, what's your take? Well, I don't know if it was, like, their intention, but it definitely kind of turned out like that. Yeah. Fair enough. I get that. And so, like, anytime somebody mentions the name Savage, that's immediately what comes to mind. So, I listened to some other songs as well. So, I listened to Spicy. Mm -hmm. which seemed a little bit less down that uh, specific sort of like narrative of the technology and the AI and all that stuff. That seemed like a little bit more straightforward. Again, had a nice kind of fat bass line that I enjoyed. It seemed like it had a little bit less for me to sink my teeth into as far as the song goes because of like all the other stuff going on yeah. in those other songs. A lot of people like weren't very happy, I guess, that it like wasn't their normal concept. Mm, yeah. 
is like a big change in like their usual tech wear, I guess, mm-hmm. concept. So people didn't really like that very much. Yeah. yeah it was a fine song, I guess. It, I, I do. I think I did like the uh, the tech stuff a little bit more. And then the last song that I listened to was uh, Hold On Tight. Mm-hmm which is the one that I wanted. It wasn't necessarily one that you recommended I listen to, but you mentioned it as, as being the Tetris thing. Yeah. Which uh, I wanted to hear because I was curious about it. Um, and it is basically just what you said, you know, like the melody of the chorus or whatever is just the melody from the Tetris song. I don't know if I care for that so much. It feels weird to me because, like, I'm not saying, like, that melody shouldn't be used it's just like it doesn't really fit in a k-pop context very much for me yeah because it's a russian folk song and that just doesn't mesh well with that kind of style in my mind yeah but i get why they did it like it was for that tetris movie and uh if you're gonna get a k-pop act for a tetris themed song for a tetris movie I guess this makes sense to choose Espa yeah. because they're the most video gamey of, it seems like, all of the acts that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, there was like even in, I think, was it Savage? I think it was Savage. There's like kind of video gamey noises in that song as well. Yeah. You know, like Mario getting a coin type noises. Yeah. So that's all I listened to from Espa. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an interesting investigation into another kind of niche of K-pop that I haven't experienced yet. But I guess let's move on and talk about Kepler. Yes. So, of course, I keep saying this, but when I hear Kepler, you know, I talk about the preconceived notions that I have. But Kepler, of course, is the name of a famous astronomer. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if that has anything to do with the group or, or how that connects, if at all. Um, for, from what I've seen, not really, no. Okay. Um, because like it's actually spelled uh, K E P one E R instead of an L. No, okay. And so that's kind of cool, I guess, because in K-pop you can't spell words like how they're supposed to be. You have to add at least a missing letter or number instead. I have noticed that, and since I'm still not that far away from talking about ESPA, I will mention that I noticed that uh, while a lot of the K-pop acts are styled in all capitals, ESPA is styled in all lowercase. Yeah. So that is unusual compared to some of this. But yes, I am understanding that it is common for the name to be a little bit tweaked in some way. Yeah. Um, so they have nine members from oldest to youngest. They have Yujin, Xiaoting, Mushiro, Chaehyun, Dayeon, Hikaru, and Bahie, I believe it's pronounced. Okay, and um, this is a boy group? A girl group. A girl group, oh, yes. Okay. And Youngin and Yeiso, Yiso, I believe it's Yiso. The foreign members are Xiaoting, who is Chinese, and Mashiro and Hikaru, who are Japanese. Okay. Um, a little fun fact, I guess, about the member Yujin. They're, I believe, originally from the group CLC and then re-debuted in Kepler. Oh, okay. Did you say when Kepler debuted? Uh, no, not yet. They debuted on January 3rd, 2022 with the song La Da Da. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're fairly new. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty new. 
Not even two years old. Yep, not quite two years old. That sounds about right. Um, and their most recent song is Galileo. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, now we're getting back to astronomers, mm-hmm. historical mm-hmm. astronomers. But like, other than those names, I don't think it has very much to do with them. Yeah, okay. I mean, it would be weird to be themed after historical astronomers. Yeah. And also, the song doesn't really have much to do with the actual astronomer. Yeah. Yeah. It would be surprising if it was, although it might be interesting, too. I mean, that's an angle. Yeah. Do they have a particular concept? Well, I haven't really seen any like specific ones, but I feel like it'd probably be more like on the more girl group cutesy, I guess, type. Oh, okay. They are under the company's Swing and Wake One Entertainment, and they were actually formed in a like survival show, uh, Girls Planet 999. And I'm pretty sure they were originally supposed to be like a temporary group, and like they weren't supposed to be here for long, but like they're kind of popular, and so like I feel like the company doesn't really know what to do with them other than just like to disband early. Hmm. But like they're pretty popular. And so they were, like, mostly just kind of an experiment, I guess. And so they didn't really expect for it to get so popular, so they kind of don't really know what to do with it other than, like, to continue. And so, like, you know, they're kind of one of the, like, worst-treated groups in the company, I guess. Mm. And also there's, like, the whole, like, unfair line distribution or, like... Uh, like, for example, the member Hyunning Bahie gets, like, two seconds of lines in, like, a four-minute song or something like mm. that. And while the others get like half the chorus 15 times or something like that. Yeah. So you said that they came out of, there's a TV show that they... It's kind of like a TV survival show type thing. So it's like a reality show? Not really, I guess. Mm. A reality show for K-pop idols, I guess. Well, when you say survival show, that's where my mind goes, I guess. But does that mean something different in this context? Yeah, I don't really know much about them because I've never really had the time to watch any of them. Because, like, the only thing I've really gotten close enough to, like, a survival show, I guess, would be, like, A2K. And I didn't even watch the full series. Oh, I just watched, like, the first three episodes because all of them were, like, half an hour long. And so, like, even though Bahia is, like, the most popular member in the group, but she gets treated the worst pretty much in most of their songs because, like... If she gets any lyrics at all, they're usually, like, in the background or something. Or, like, very short. Mm-hmm. While the others get, like, half of the music videos just their face. Why is she the most popular? I mean, I guess she's pretty likable. Because I wouldn't really say I'm, like, a Kepler fan. But mm-hmm. I, I listen to their music. And, like, if I had to choose a bias, it would probably be her. And okay. also, she probably gets a little bit of fame from, like, her older siblings who are also k-pop idols or previously oh. were k-pop idols because um i've mentioned it before but um hyunin kai from txt is like pretty popular and txt mm-hmm. is one of my favorite k-pop mm-hmm. groups but they also have both of them have an older sister who was originally a k-pop idol but then i believe that their group disbanded and so like they're no longer in the mm. k-pop industry i guess and have gone to do their own things, and but like they're still pretty popular, I guess. But three siblings from the same family, all mm-hmm. in the K-pop world. Hmm. Yeah, at least once. And uh, that their older sister, uh, Hyunning Leah, was in the K-pop girl group Viva, hmm. which I've never heard of before. Oh, okay. Clearly, neither have I. Yeah. Another thing about them, I guess, would be is uh, their fan group is Keplian. 
Keplians. Keplian, yeah. Again, with the no L and instead a one. Yeah. Of all of the fan group names, that one seems one of the more logical ones. Yeah. A lot of K-pop fan groups, like, have some relations with the actual group name, but, like, some of them just kind of don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, an hyphen, an engine. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) And also, Espa and just the word my. Yeah. Sounds like you don't really know why they chose that name in particular. No. That is curious. Because it's such a specific name, right? Yeah. Makes me wonder. Anyway, other things about Kepler that are interesting facts about them? Originally, I didn't actually know that there were, like, nine members. I thought that there was, like, at most seven. Yeah. Like, for example, with the group Stacy, I thought that there was, like, three of them because... A lot of them looked somewhat alike or had similar hairstyles. And, mm. like, in K-pop music videos, some of them have, like, you know, it's pretty common to have, like, different outfits, but mm-hmm. also, like, different colored hairs. Sure. And so, like, I'm confused. Because, <laughs> like, you see them with, like, I don't know, green hair and then, like, blue hair and whatever. And then, like, in their, like, promotional videos on, like, other stuff, they have, like, orange hair. Yeah. And so I'm like, that must be really damaging for your hair because like every comeback or album or something, they have like a different colored hair. And so like either those are wigs or they just keep dyeing their hair every like five minutes or something like that. Speaking as someone who has a lot of experience with hair dyeing, that that definitely can be a problem. But also uh, speaking from my experience watching K-pop videos now, like it can be hard for me to keep track of who's who from song to song which is often from album to album because somebody will have a completely different look yeah and so like uh i believe in like their asap music videos with stacy they were like two members that had like different colored tips on their hair but the same hair color and Mm -hmm. like hair style and so it was kind of confusing for me because like I couldn't tell if they were, like, genuinely the same people or two different people. Mm -hmm. So uh, you said that you're not necessarily a Kepler fan specifically, but you like a few of their songs. Yeah. Is there something about them as a group that kind of makes them stand out? I guess the fact that they were this sort of temporary group from a TV show indicates a little bit, like, they maybe the company didn't put as much effort into something that they thought was going to be temporary. Yeah. But is there anything about them that stands out to you? Well, I feel like other than the fact that they're like one of the worst treated, I feel like they still work hard and like Mm -hmm. they have some pretty good songs and like they're very bubbly and energetic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so they're very fun to listen to. And also they have like some pretty cool choreography that I like to do. All right. So what uh, hit me with some songs. What songs do you think? Uh, Probably up with an exclamation mark at the end. (laughs) Giddy, maybe. Giddy. Mm-hmm. All right. These are both very bubbly sounding names. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Probably also Wadada or whatever. It's kind of hard to say that name without it being kind of awkward. <laughs> Can you spell that for me so I know what I'm looking for? W-A space D-A space D-A. Wadada. Yeah. So sounds good. I will listen to some Kepler songs. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's it for Kepler then. Uh, who are we going to talk about next week? We're going to talk about Mamamoo. Mamamoo. I don't think I've heard you mention that one before. Yeah. So that'll be entirely new to me. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And that's about it. So I will say all the things I usually say, which are uh, send us some emails, 
kpopforoldpeople at gmail.com. You can watch our YouTube videos and comment there. You can like and subscribe and all the things that you do on YouTube or wherever you get a podcast, leave a review or rating or any of that stuff. Tell your friends. Yeah. That's all for this week. Yep. Thanks to everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Annyeong. Anytime somebody mentions the name Savage, that's immediately what comes to mind. Yeah. I went to high school with a guy whose last name was Savage. Pretty cool last name. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>